What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Ranking Show. Caught the end of that synth just in time, baby. Just in time. I am joined, as always, by my colleague, my friend, and back in on football season, incidentally. That's at. That was a weak at. Let's try that again. That's at Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello, sir. Uh, how are you doing today, Elliot? This is, uh, is going to be a fun week of games, I have a feeling. I'm I'm doing better uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, I one thing I'm not running with the night anymore. Uh, you know that finally slowed down. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no, no, no words. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> that was a Lana Richie song. I didn't know if you yeah, knew yeah. that. And uh, Luke Bryan tried to redo it, and it was like, bro. Awful. Sometimes you just, yep. just got to know when to sit one out. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. uh, no, it's been a good week. I got to talk to Uncle Scott Mosher about some football, about some Bengals football yeah. from the 70s. A little Ken Anderson talk, mm-hmm. uh, Fred Tarkenden talk. Uh, yeah, Uncle Scott, big-time football fan of the 70s. I love those people. Um, I mean, let's be honest, they're dwindling. Uh, sorry. Well, that sounded morbid. <laughs> that sounded <laughs> morbid. I didn't mean it like that. Jeez. I didn't mean it like that. Or if all, um, the fans of the 70s are all dying off. And uh, if you don't think my colleague is sick and demented, so here's a great one. I just, you know, we like to talk about how watching games and watching specific plays are really important, especially in the context of this particular podcast, mm-hmm. because when we do our game picks, I don't look at the lines or anything. So I just have to rely on what I know about these teams. And, and Marcus is kind of prepared with what, what the betting angle is. And I, I was thinking to myself, well, did I circle back with, you know, enough teams? And I realized, no, Seahawks Falcons. I didn't circle back at all on that game. And of course, Marcus watched the 30 minute condensed version. Be honest. You watched it eating a big bowl of cereal with like the milk level, three inches higher than the actual cereal. Yes, I, I had it with in my a protein. robe. I, I watched the. Uh, I actually watched the L twenty two this morning uh, with my protein shake. A vanilla. It's a vanilla cream protein shake. Very good. But is is Seattle's offense as bad as it seems? Yes, uh, I will yeah. say their receivers are doing everything possible. But yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. Man, oh man. Um, yeah, we were talking also about boy, if Trevor Lawrence could get kind of a veteran receiver to go with the group he's got, somebody like a. Oh, lot Tyler Lockett or Tyler something. Lockett. It might yep. might be really helpful for that team uh, come trying to make the playoffs, so on and so forth. But we do have picks to do today. We didn't pull a football card last podcast. We're going to pull one right now. I told Marcus, let's go with the Panini. He loves the Panini. Did Panini buy out score or tops? Do you know? No, I don't know. I'm guessing I think tops. it was tops. Yeah, uh, because tops doesn't make football cards anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, so the, the card that we're pulling – it's a Panini from 2021, the Illusion one. Now, I absolutely love the looks of these cards. If you don't... Like, you, use your Illusion? Look, Sorry, that's I, Here's reference. the card I pulled. I mean, first of all, that's actually kind of a cool-looking card. It's I like really the cool. action photo. So we're looking at it. It's Amon Ross, St. Brown, and uh, <clears throat> Lions. He's in his road white in color in the foreground and then in the background he's in a black and white lions honolulu blue what is that stuff behind him those aren't like stripes are they tiger stripes because they're lions it it kind of looks like the i don't know if it's like a panini logo or something behind it that's like way in the background but it looks like like the background of a deaf leopard album it's it's such a cool card it's it's absolutely awesome can we get some smoke from here? What's it say on the back? Come on, let's uh, let's, let's right. talk about it. It says, 
In a loaded receiver class, St. Brown was the 17th wideout off the board by the time the Lions called his name in the fourth round. The USC product uses that as inspiration. Uh, whenever I'm thinking about anything that just comes back comes back to my mind, it just motivates me to do even more. No stats on this card, though. Just the inspirational quote. Because uh, it's a special. So he was in the 2021 class, right? Mm-hmm. So what would it be? Him one, Devontae Smith two, in terms of receivers that no, came out of that well, group? Chase would be one, right? Oh, that's right. Chase came in 2021. That's right. Uh, Justin Jefferson came in 2020. Yes. Yep. I get so, I get blurry on my draft class. Well, that's the you, one area of NFL history you can get me. We, do you think St. Brown's better than Devontae Smith? Because I do. I do. Yes, I would say he he was one and and uh, Devontae Smith too. But I forgot about Jamar Chase, and I think I don't know that you could put Jamar Chase over St. Brown right now. No. Oh, stop it! You're being ridiculous. Come on. Come on. Chase is a ten times better player than St. Brown, and I yeah, I, I, really like I don't know. Brown. I don't agree with that. Uh, that's a that. mistake. A little uh, Elliot bias alert. Uh, that's right. <laughs> but some other good receivers in that class: Rashad Bateman, first round pick, starting to play a little bit better. Uh, right, Elijah Moore, who I really like for the Jets. I know he's not doing a ton right now, and then just a lot of kind of misses on day two and day three. Rondale Moore, Dwayne Eskridge, Tutu Atwell, Terrace Marshall, Diami Brown. Anthony Schwartz, Des Fitzpatrick, not, not a lot of guys that are contributing right now. All right, we're we're getting into Chad Ryder geekdom here. We That's need fine. to be ter- hey, just Brown. pull another, pull grab one randomly. Just just pull it out. I just want a random name. Oh wait, who is that? Oh, is that Saquon? That's Saquon. Yeah, again, that's really cool. But it look, yeah, it looks like a white snake album it's, cover it, in the back. I'm telling you, these cards are so much fun. I don't know if they're worth anything, but man, they're awesome to look at. I don't know if Eric, who's like, he's got his camera on again, which always weirds me out with his Taylor Swift posters. I don't know if he even knows who Def Leppard and Whitesnake are. That's what concerns me right now about this podcast. I think all the people that like those kind of music, they're all dying off. I have no room to talk. I just <laughs> made a poor morbid comment about Uncle Scott. I feel bad. I, you are a get, picture of health, sir. Uh, can we sweatshirt. Yeah, can we get to some game lines? Yeah, let's go. What are we uh, starting Thursday night? Uh, what a game on Thursday night. Dolphins at Bengals. The Bengals are four-point favorites. Are you being facetious? This is No, this is, aw- this is an awesome oh, game. I you mean, said it with your – yeah. Uh, well, this I is think so the much Dolphins, fun. I think the Dolphins are going to be favored, but they should be really careful here. Or do they – are there any faith in the Bengals at all from Vegas? No, no the Bengals, four-point favorites in this one. You know what? I think the Bengals are going to win this one at home, but that line is too rich for me. I'll take the Bengals outright, Miami to cover. Okay. Saints are three-point underdogs in London against the Vikings. Uh, I think as they should be. Uh, Right now, uh, you can't trust either team. I'm taking Minnesota to win and cover. Uh, The Browns, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Atlanta. Boy, it's tough. This is not as easy as you think. I This would be a good spot to pick Atlanta for an upset, I think. My concern is can their front seven stop the Cleveland run game? I bet I you agree. that's what you mentioned. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland to win and cover. Uh, Washington is a three-and-a-half-point dog at Dallas. They should be. Uh, they were awful there last year, and they're playing terrible. I, I know you could maybe see this as a three-point game, but I just don't have any faith in them. Right now, I'm taking Dallas to win and cover that. All right. Now, let's get into Seattle at Detroit. We, this is the one I want to know what Eric said. 
Eric, I, I, Eric, Eric, give me a thumbs up if you are a if you're in on the Lions covering the four and a half point spread this week. Yeah, he's giving it to us. Yep, he he's in. What about you? Uh, I thought he I thought he jumped in to fill in he while did. you were. Uh, yeah, okay. So very good. People are like, listen, man. As far as I'm concerned, why don't we just bail on Elliot and go with Eric? Eric's like Tony Pollard. Yeah, you know, he's fresh I, out I of get the backfield, it. making big plays. Yes. Yeah, fresh legs. Too dumb to know when he's messing up. I was the uh, backup QB. Had to look for his helmet. You know. Yeah, yeah. Eric just hits the hole. He doesn't overthink it. You know, he just hits the hole. Um, But if you leave Eric in on third down, he's going to get your quarterback killed. So I don't believe that, Eric. You're you're better than that. Uh, I want your your analysis on this game. All right, uh, Seattle Lions. Lions favored it by four and a half. Uh, I I think they're going to win by more than that. Um, they should have won against Minnesota last week. I think Dan Campbell's probably upset with himself uh, with a couple decisions he made last week. I think this team's going to come out really ready to play. I agree. Um, Did you differ I'll- with any of my picks so far? No, we're basically on the same page. Titans at Colts. Colts three and a half point favorites. Uh, Give me the uh, Titans here all day, plus the points. Uh, all day. Oh, this game's ugly, dude. This is this is so ugly, I don't want to watch it. And that's saying something. Um, I'll take the Titans on the road to cover that. You taking the Titans to win? Yeah. But I'll also take them to cover. If you're giving me the three and a half points, there's no way this isn't a field goal game. Give me the Titans. What's uh, our status with Leonard and Pittman? I don't think uh, he's playing. Leonard's playing anytime soon. Pittman played last week. I think he'll play again this week. Yeah, but he was banged up. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Titans. Titans just outright. Yep. All the way. Bears at Giants. One of these teams <laughs> will be three and one after four weeks. Uh, Giants, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't care what the line is, Giants. I'm taking that, the Bears. Yeah, have fun with it. Thanks. So Giants are favored by three. That's different three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, they're, up, they're up to three-and-a-half now. Oh, okay, okay. That line's moving. A lot of action on that Giants-Bears game. Give me the Bears all day. Did you know uh, that the first NFL championship game ever was Giants-Bears? I did because of you. Isn't that exciting to know? Because this has so much relevance, given that the Giants and Bears are on their way to a not championship. Let's go to the next game. Really quickly, it's like when you see on those uh, TV shows, they say the Bears are 22-10 and in their last 32 matchups against the Giants. How does that have any relevance to what's happening this week? I don't know. Almost all those trends have no relevance whatsoever. It's just, yeah. Hey, Uh, but let's – hey, I got a really great idea, though. Can we compare – who was its numbers that we compared to Roger Staubach and Sid Luckman? Who was that uh, earlier in the year? I, was I it can't Patrick remember. Oh, yes. I think it was Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, yeah. Next one. Jags at Eagles, the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. I've, sorry, I've been told. Eagles, six and a half point favorites. It's a good game. It's a good game. You're tempted to say Jags cover. No, I'm not. I, this is Come a great on. game. This is a great game on paper that we it's two hours into red zone and it's thirty eight to ten and we just don't care. No, I'm going Philadelphia twenty eight twenty one, but they cover. 
Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles to win by double digits. Uh, Jets at Steelers. I listen. Oh. You, you know how much I like to watch the Steelers games. Even I might not be able to have this on one of the three TVs during the one o'clock st- slate. Steelers three and a half point favorites. Well, a couple things on this. Number one, this is a sneaky good uni matchup. Now, if the Jets wear their whites at Pittsburgh, it's not as good as when Pittsburgh wears their whites at the Jets. They played yep. in the snow in like 2003. It was awesome. Yep. Then also, I love the AFC Championship game. Remember? Second year with Mark Sanchez, 2010, and I the Jets had out. the big comeback in the second half? Yep. Come on, man. That was a good game. Uh, really quickly. I mean, that's it, your era. That's not like 1933. <laughs> If you can tell me who's playing left tackle for the Jets this week, I'll give you 20 bucks. I, I can. Kerry Bookershim. Very good player. Yes. Yes. We pulled his Panini card. It was number <laughs> 1,821 uh, in the set. No Makai Becton, no Dwayne Brown, no George Fant in this game for the Jets. But Zach Wilson's Please. back. Good luck, buddy. Uh, hey, who do you, wait who a minute. Like? We haven't talked a single over-under, and this has got to be low. It's got to be low. If this isn't like thirty nine and a half, uh, I think you I think you got to bet on this. Forty one and a half. Would you go under? Is that too low no, for you for no, Marcus no, no, no. Mosher to go I, under? I, I would not bet this because you have a lot of uh, turnover potential with Zach Wilson, yeah. who has not played at all, and Mitch Trubisky. That's no, fair. Thank you. No, that's that's fair. Totally fair. Um, who do you like in this game? I just don't know what Zach Wilson's going to do. I mean, this is your classic walkaway game. You've got a yep. quarterback that hasn't played. I bet you're, you're going to take Pittsburgh to cover this. Probably 10 days rest, right? Kind of a must-win game for them. Probably. But you just don't know. You just don't know. Uh, it's it's one that you want to stay away from. You know what? I'm going to have the Jets. Co- I think that, No, I'm not. I'm going to go with you. Right. I tried. I tried. I made an effort. Uh, uh, next one, Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills, three-point favorites on the road. I'm fine with that. Um, this might be the kind of game that Baltimore wins and everyone gets excited about them, and then they're going to play like crud next week. I don't care. I'll take Buffalo. I'll take Baltimore at home. Good. You're going to lose. I don't care. Y- you will lose. Buffalo's Buffalo's secondary is really banged up right now. They've lost. Baltimore secondary can't play. So what difference does it make? Okay. Wow. Well, uh, all right. Moving up. Uh, Chargers at Texas. Josh Allen's not going to play as poorly as he did last week. And they can't keep relying on Lamar Jackson to win every game for them. Uh, also, won't one of Buffalo's safeties be back this week? Chargers at Texans. Chargers. No, you don't want to. All right. <laughs> I just didn't think the Ravens are going to win. Uh, Chargers, yeah. your Chargers, not my Chargers, your Chargers, five-point favorites <laughs> yeah. on the road against the Texans. That's fine, but this is another one I'd walk away from. You mentioned it um, in our last podcast. The Chargers are a really top-heavy team. They're like when you're an auction draft in fantasy and you get those two big guys you know, that you bid 80 bucks for. And then those guys get hurt. Yep. The Chargers frontline players, their big star players are hurt. And the Texans have been awfully, awfully scrappy, Marcus. I think this is a really hard game to bet on. Plus, you've got the Chargers traveling, playing a one o'clock game. No, thank you. No, thank you at all. You can take Houston then? No. Mm-mm. No, I'll take the Chargers to win, but. Probably the Texans to come. I just I don't like this game. Can all. we 
Can we talk about some football that's real blue chew for you? Sure. Panthers, Cardinals. Panthers, yeah. Uh, Arizona Cardinals and Carolina Panthers. Panthers, a one-point favorite uh, here. Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield, some OU battles. You know, I'm inclined to take the Cardinals here, but I'll tell you, I was listening to Move the Chains on uh, Sirius NFL channel. I like Pat Kerwin and uh, Jim Miller. I know those guys, and, and they're good guys. And they were talking about Kyler Murray, who said that his team needs to stay awake. And, you know, the offensive players need to stay awake when he's out there scrambling. And, Marcus, this drives me nuts. Like, there's a reason you draw up plays. You don't play schoolyard ball all the time. No. And that's putting it on your teammates. Um, you, it gasses your receivers running around like that back there. Your linemen don't know which way to block. Uh, Kyler Murray needs to play within the system, whatever Cliff Kingbury, Kingsbury system calls for against Carolina. That gives his team a better chance to win and scram- have a scramble drill, not scramble 50 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Sorry, Brant over. Do you disagree? Um, no. Christian McCaffrey dealing with a quad injury, didn't practice on Wednesday. Matt Rule, not sure. It's if soft tissue plan. stuff. It's it is. Already it's happening. always, yes. Yes, it was hamstring last year. Quad uh, this year. He put I, a lot of weight on a couple of years ago. We've talked about this in the podcast before. I'm just saying. We have only three games in the late afternoon slot, and this is one of them, Cardinals-Panthers. Uh, thank you, awful. NFL. Appreciate that. Uh, the, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, the human body is designed to support a certain amount of weight. And when you put more muscle on your frame than your, your joints can handle, you start having – Pulls and stretches. Not every guy is made to be 250 pounds. Uh, just saying. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that might be our best game of the late afternoon slot because the next one, it's the New England Patriots at the Green Bay Packers. Packers, nine quarterback. point favorites. Yeah, this is all about the quarterback, isn't it? I mean, that and, I, you know, it's it's tough to know what to make of the Patriots defense this year because, frankly, they haven't looked very good. They didn't look good against Miami. Uh, against Pittsburgh, I think they got bailed out by some poor offensive play by the sure, Steelers. Sure did, yeah. And then last week, they didn't look good against Baltimore. They don't have the star players, which you've pointed out. Their former defensive coordinator is now calling the offense, Matt Patricia. Um, I could see Green Bay winning this game by 10. Yeah, I've, I, I expect this to be like a 24-10 to 10 game where Green Bay just wins by two touchdowns. I don't know how New England's going to be able to put together points. I mean, Tom Brady struggled last week uh, putting together drives, so I'm taking the Packers to win and cover. Right, not to mention running the rock, which Green Bay can do with both backs. Uh, What's our over-under on this game? Let's talk about that. 40 and a half. Wow, that's lower than I was going to guess, 42 and a half. So, boy, that's too low for my blood. I asked you offline before the podcast, and uh, also I I wasn't able to ask you during the highlight of our podcast, which was the five minutes I was off air. if Vegas would kind of change it back up again, because they've had low over-unders and you said, no, you don't think they would. And I think we're seeing that. Um, would you agree? At least the ones that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, this, this it is used really to be, long. you almost never saw 40 and a half over under. Yeah. Um, we've had several so far this year. Let's remember this Packers, uh, Game because I think we're going to throw this into a teaser in a little bit. Uh, oh, right. boy. Well, 
It's just it's, we know what happened to your teaser last week. That little fumble play at the end. Oh, the to be well, hold on. To be fair, that was a garbage play. That's not my fault. Otherwise, that that, that teaser hits. Well, no, yeah. it doesn't because the Saints didn't win. Uh, next one. Uh, Chiefs at the Bucks. The Chiefs two point favorites here against the Bucks. The Chiefs look uh, a little discombobulated. Uh, I agreed with you that they were concerning. Tampa Bay gets Mike Evans back. You know, Kansas City took it to Tampa in the regular. Remember, uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes probably could have set the single-game passing record in that game. He had a big drop in the third quarter. Was that two years ago? And uh, I believe 2020, right? Yeah, and... Hmm. Anyway, they tapped the break in the fourth quarter, but he could have broken Norm Van Brocklin's uh, 554 passing yep. yardage mark. Um, I'm going to go Tampa here at home. I'm going to I'm going to trust the defense. I'm going to take the Chiefs here. Um, okay. The last time they played was it in the Super Bowl? I think right, or is it that? I'm game? trying to remember. I want to look. I want to see if that game was. I think the it was 2021 regular season. Uh, no, that that I was, was thinking it, of. It was 2020 because they ended up playing later in the Super Bowl. The difference to me is that the Chiefs' offensive line is just so much better than it used to be. I think they're going to be able to block Tampa Bay. They're not going to score a ton of points in this game, but 23, 24 points might be enough. I just I don't like what I'm seeing from Tampa Bay's offense. Even you when speak my, my out of both sides of your mouth. I know. Well, that's what I do. That's why you I told me Kansas City was <laughs> you're Kansas so City concerned played. about him and uh, right. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just a guy. and He had seven no. carries for zero yards, Elliot. Uh Andy Reid doesn't lose back-to-back games very often. I think there's a pretty significant coaching mismatch here. I, I think Nothing on get, Evans being back concerning you a little bit? No, I think it'll help, but, I mean, I would say so. But their tight ends are just so blah. Russell Gage is a fine receiver. Julio's already dealing with soft tissue stuff or knee injury. Godwin's probably not going to play. I would just say that... Cameron Braid speaks very highly of your work. That's okay. It's fine. It's the next game. Uh, Monday night game. Good Monday night game as well. The Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, two and a half point favorites in this one. Did we skip the Raiders? Oh, we did. Let's go back. I think, Let's we, back I think, we, I think we did. This podcast is That's off the rails, but that, I think this is a good time for me to go ahead and just have my internet crash again. I don't really want to talk about the Raiders, so I'm just going to... Uh, we're breaking up. We'll go back to that game because that's the, it's it's the other late afternoon game. Broncos, Raiders, Raiders two and a half point favorites. Oh, the Raiders have to win, right? They have to. They they can't go zero and four against this team. Was offense is playing like dog dog <laughs> stuff. Good, good, um, good self at it. I think. Don't you – okay, I know you're not the hugest running game guy, but they just didn't do it against Tennessee early in the game. Why Why not Why not just attack that Broncos front? Don't because play – I know that, it's good. It's been getting after the quarterback, but you can't play against the Broncos secondary with a quarterback who's cold and they know you're going to throw every down. I, I agree. Here's the biggest problem. Why don't you run right at Chubb and slow him down? Run right at him. Make him play the run. Because their offensive line is a tr- they're atrocious run blockers. They're, so they're just- let, let them drive out and get a little bit of momentum. Don't have them playing on their heels and pass protection the whole game. 
Um, here's why I'm picking the Broncos. These are the cornerbacks that are expected to play for Las Vegas this week. Sam Webb, Amik Robertson, Bryce Cosby, and Isaiah Brown. Every time, every time you talk me into the oh, secondary's banged up for this team, it never works. Week one, Rams, Bills, you're like, ah, oh, the secondary for the Bills are going to be playing two kids at corner, and it's going to be really bad. And the Bills kick the snot out of both the uh, Rams and the Titans. I just can't play to the injury game. I can't do it unless it's a major, major, major player uh, like Aaron Rodgers or something. Sorry, I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm picking the Broncos. You're right. Hey, you're right. The Broncos, you're right. They're going to be able to wear out those Raiders corners on their nine-yard outs and three-yard slants. They're going to just destroy them. Broncos Sorry. country. That's right. Uh, last one. Rams 49ers. Again, Monday night football game. 49ers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I will say Broncos defense is pretty doggone good. But uh, Okay, Rams, 49ers. I know the Rams haven't looked good, but how how do you favor the 49ers right now? This should be an even line. This should be an even line. Am I, am I wrong? I'm taking the 49ers here to win and cover, and I think they should be bigger favorites. How can you say that after the way Jimmy Garoppolo played, the way their offensive line played? They couldn't do anything right. As I said, Broncos' offense is horrible. Uh, granted, the 49ers' defense didn't have a bad game at all. But um, I have zero faith in the Rams' offense right now. Their offensive line looks completely broken. You can slow them down quite a bit if you just kind of limit what Cooper Cup can do. Some, they can't run the ball. Stafford's not throwing the ball down the field. I'm taking the 49ers to just run all over the Rams. Now, you told me, and I tried to warn you, I go, listen, wide receiver's not just some interchangeable piece that you just drop in, and it works all the time. And you assured me, oh, no, Allen Robinson this week's going to have a huge week. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It works for some reason. A.J. Well, Brown, well, it I works. Week, week two, he was fine, uh, to be fair. Allen Robinson. I know we're all the way in week four now. I know. So much to has be, changed. To be fair, Al Robinson, had he dropped a touchdown in the end zone on a slant, just took his eyes off the ball. It's a, it's a tough play. Take the 49ers to win and cover. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're taking the 49ers as well? Hey, wait, before we bail from this game, let's talk over-under on this one as well because I think this one's hard. You've got some explosive players on the Rams. Obviously, the 49ers looked horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can I, – I don't think you can have a high over-under on this game. You can't uh, because the Rams' offense is discombobulated, and so is the 49ers. But if you go really low on this game, I think that's a risk as well. There's too many star players – on the field. There's too many Debo's, Cooper Cups. Uh I, I this is a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Vegas went a little low went forty two and a half. And if they did, I'm I'll take the over. Forty two. What do you think about that? So what I know it, the offenses haven't looked good, but there are a lot of really good players. My my fear there. is that this is gonna be like a twenty three to twenty game. And that just yeah. it's one point over, right? That's too close for me. The the Rams have been awful on offense. What twenty points last week? Only three points against the Bills or seven points against the Bills. Whatever it was, um, staying away. Uh, can I we, give you my? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I I was almost done with this game. Hold on. We should say the Forty Nine ers secondary did not play well last year. They have played better uh, this year, Marcus. If Matt Stafford has another so-so game where he looks out of sorts. Is it is it major concern time? Yes. 
I mean, I don't know what you do of the the Rams. You don't bench him. You can't trade him. You can play Wofford. No, it, but I think you're starting to get worried that maybe we should shut him down for a month, not let him throw, and kind of see where he's at there. Do you think anyone could even name the Rams' backup quarterback? Sean McVay. He'd memorize it, right? Yeah. Remember, remember, Wofford won a playoff game for them. Yeah, he did against Seattle, right? Yeah. Um, you don't even you don't remember. I, it, <laughs> I swear, if it's NFL history from even two years ago, you're checked out. You're you're totally checked out. All right, like you ready? For- hey man, that was black and white film. I don't care. Yes, yeah, go Are ahead. You ready for my bet of the week? I'm ready for your bet of the week. I'm excited about this one because I will admit you did kind of get uh, that was unfair what happened yeah. to you last week. That should have been a penalty on the Browns for deliberately hitting the ball in the end zone. Uh, yeah, should have been. All right, so it's a seven-point teaser. So the odds are a little bit low, but it's plus, the, the whole bet plus 130, right? You bet 100, you win 130. This is the lock of the week. You can buy your steak dinner with this. Packers were teasing them down from nine and a half to two and a half, so they got to win by a field goal. They're going to beat the Patriots by a, field, by a field goal at home. You don't need to worry. We're taking the Chiefs, and we're moving them up to plus six. So as long as they stay okay. within six points of the Bucks, I think they will. I don't see that game okay. being a blowout. Okay. And then we're taking the Titans plus three and moving that up seven points to plus 10. Packers minus two and a half, Chiefs plus six, Titans plus 10. The only one that concerns me out of that group is the Titans. And it's not that we, we both picked the Titans to win, but the Titans don't have good personnel. No. And the Colts are playing at home. And they are capable of just showing up and having this great game. And Matt Ryan somehow recaptures 2016. That bothers me. Is there any other team that you would be willing to move the dial on a little bit outside of that game? Because I'm not comfortable with that. Yes, there is one that I thought about. If we want to remove the Titans, I could actually Mm -hmm. put it over. And what if we take the the Packers Patriots game and we take the over, okay, which Mm -hmm. is over 40 and a half. And we tease it to over 33 and a half. So we'd be taking the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Packers, and, and the, the Packers, Patriots, uh, over under. Over 33 and a half. Don't you like that better? I, I mean, I like the Titans quite a bit this week, anyways. My only fear with that 33 is I could see the Patriots 21 10. Or the Packers just winning like 28 3, right? How, okay. is Brian Hor- how is Brian Hort? Let, let me rephrase this. Would you rather do it the other way? Would you rather move it up seven points and go under 47? Boy, doesn't that sound better? It's just 33 and a half. Is, I mean, that's pretty low. It is. It is. Hey, if you're more comfortable with Titans, I'll ride on this. Any other spread that you would have considered uh, than this one, than Titans-Lions? Any others? I, I would have put the Broncos in a tease and moved that up to nine and a half. There's just no way that the Raiders beat the Broncos by 10 or more. It just They're just not that good of a football team. I was going to throw out, um, what about Bills-Ravens? No, because... Both those quarterbacks are so good that if a game goes a certain way, I could see it being 10-point you know, win either side. Okay, last suggestion, and then I'll stop. Steelers-Jets moving up the over-under. No, just because I, 
it, the, with Zach Wilson being the first game back, it yeah. would not shock me if he has multiple sacks that turn into fumbles or a couple interceptions late in the game as they're trying to battle back. No, I I, I want to stay away from that game as much as possible. Plus, I don't want to okay. watch it. So, okay, I'll go. I'm going to go with you on this one. Okay. I'm going to go with you. Last week, I made you change. Wasn't my fault. We lost. It was yours because the Brown Steelers. Uh, but this week, I'm going to trust you and go with you on this. All right. So just just to be clear, the official bet is Packers minus two and a half, Chiefs mm-hmm. plus six, and mm-hmm. the Patriots Packers under forty seven and a half. That's what you want instead of the over 34 and a half? Yeah, under 47. Because I could see a a scenario where it's 34 to 7, right? And you still win your bet. All right, Eric, let's get a thumbs up or thumbs down here, okay? Thumbs up, you like the 47 going under. Thumbs down, you like the going over 34 and a half Patriots Packers. Thumbs up. Uh, he, he, yeah, he likes your he likes your under. What was it? Under forty seven and a half. Is that that's right? A lot, yeah, that's a lot of points. For okay, Brian Hoyer. Hey, yeah, hey, I could see a twenty four to ten game here. Um, yeah. And the Packers also they have the ability to run clock. If they have a two touchdown lead and they just I don't mean they're going to just tap the brakes fully, but I mean use their running game. And I'm not so sure the Patriots are going to be great at stopping it. So no. uh, interesting. Okay, that was really weird not being involved for like four picks, but I think it was probably better for everyone involved. So, hey, so I have something for you real yeah. quick, and then we'll go. Last uh, podcast, you asked me about Virgil Carter because Cooper, what was it? What was the stat you gave? It was, Cooper Rush and Virgil Carter are the only quarterbacks to start their first three games and have a game-winning drive on all three of them. Okay. Well, I tried to give you guys uh, viewing ideas when I can, including yourself. So Virgil Carter played because Greg Cook, their number, their first-round draft choice in 1969, who led the AFL in passing as a rookie, got hurt. It was a shoulder injury. He played like one game in 1973, four years later, and he was gone from football. It's really devastating injury. Bill Walsh called him the most talented quarterback he'd ever seen, okay, Greg Cook. And there's a great NFL Films vignette on him. You can find it on YouTube. It's about 10 minutes long on Greg Cook. It is amazing to watch how that guy – how do you deal with that, right? You know, you you are this immensely talented first-round draft pick who leads the league in passer rating as a rookie, and you play like one – or two games four years later and you're out of the league um just different different surgeries back then different mm-hmm. kind of game back then and it's a really fascinating story about what have what would have been if greg cook had ended up being this kind of dan marino style player which is what bill walsh thought he was except he could run uh would the steelers have dominated the 70s because they were in the same division so it's just a really interesting thing uh, to me. And what Bill Walsh ended up being the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals and not the 49ers, um, pretty, pretty fun stuff. But that's all I got from me. As always, I give you the final word. I think you did a heck of a job, Thanks. even though I didn't hear you. Uh, yeah, up. that story reminds me a little a bit of uh, J.P. Lossman, you know, former Buffalo Bills great first-round pick. So, very- Yeah. Didn't the Bills get J.P. Lossman? Because the Cowboys 
uh, traded back. Yep, traded back right to get Julius Jones in the '04 draft, and Stephen Jackson was right there. Yeah, thirteen-year-old the me was sick, absolutely sick. But you, you wanted you wanted Stephen Jackson. Oh, I wanted Stephen Jackson. Then I was bummed that they didn't get Kevin Jones, uh, who I think it was the Bears took later. But hey. Julius Jones ended up being one of my favorite Cowboys of all time. So it ended up working out fine. The the Cowboys took the Bills' first-round pick in 05 and I think drafted Marcus Spears with it. They took, if I remember, they took DeMarcus Ware 11 out of Troy with their own pick. And then they had the Bills' pick was 20, and they took Spears, I think, trying to fix their front seven. They ended up getting Chris Canny in the fourth round of that draft and Jay Ratliff in the seventh round. They totally rebuilt their front seven. Kevin Burnett in the second round. Great linebacker. Evan Burnett. There's a name I haven't heard for a while. I think he had a big interception against the Colts when the Colts yeah. were undefeated and they came to Texas Stadium. You remember the Colts were like 9-0? and I mean, only one of my favorite games ever. It's fine. I hope everybody just noticed something. I just pulled a fast one on Marcus without him noticing what I did. If I mention anything about NFL history – he tunes out. It doesn't matter if it's 2019 or 1939. But if it's Cowboys history, I'm in. Oh, he lights up. I'm in. He has anecdotes. History. Yeah. He's why do you like, think oh, I man. Why yeah. do you think I mentioned J.P. Lossman? Because I knew I could circle it back around to the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah. There we go. Listen, uh, I think that's enough for us today. We're, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Did I give you a final thought? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Okay. With great takes like that, you should follow him at, at Marcus underscore Mosher. He's the host of Locked On Cowboys with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. Uh, Marcus also covers the Raiders for USA Today. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this one. It was really screwy. I think all our picks were right, though. That's what I had to say to you, especially the parlay. Y'all take care, everybody. We'll talk to you. Uh, we're going to do a post Thursday night, right? Yes. All right. Talk to you all then. See you.